Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Secure the Insecure episode 17. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert and every week I'm joined by one very, very special guest. Sometimes famous, sometimes not. But they are here to educate you into their insecurity. Coming up on this episode, I'm continuing the Made in Chelsea theme from last week when we had Eliza Batten to have another Made in Chelsea star. Now, my guest joined the show in April 2016, where for the past three years, we have seen her relationship with Digby Edgeley be on, be off, be on, be off, be on, be off. And at the moment, it's off. And she's joined the cast of Celebsco Dating. Now, she announced she was doing Celebsco Dating, the day after she recorded this podcast. I know, I could have got some juicy gossip from her. But this podcast isn't about the juicy gossip. Because that's clickbait. And this podcast isn't clickbait. This podcast is education. This podcast is letting you know about someone's insecurity so that you can think about yourself and think, okay, what if that was me? Or, I'm going through that, what can I do? And the only way to do it is to get some advice from someone that you look up to, a role model. Now, if you've been watching Made in Chelsea, you would have known that Liv Bentley has got alopecia. Her hair is falling out. I've had alopecia and my hair has been falling out. I tried pills, I tried medication, none of that worked. I went to a clinic and they wanted me to pay about £15,000, which I don't have. I was even offered to get my hair lasered, so it would kind of look like AstroTurf on my head. But for me as a boy, it's fine. I can go bald and it actually looks a lot better that I'm bald and that my beard is quite thin. But that doesn't work for everyone, especially girls. Girls where their identity is very, very, very much based on their hair. Hair completely changes someone. We see it in the summer when girls go blonde and then in the winter when they go brunette. We see it when they have a fringe or when they've got their hair in a half up, half down. My favourite hairstyle. So... For Liv, it's a massive thing to have alopecia, especially being on a TV show like Made in Chelsea, where your looks are so important. So I wanted to start this conversation by knowing how she looked at herself when she had a full head of hair. 
before I got on a beach, I didn't have like thick hair or anything. I'd always had really short, fine hair. And I remember when I was like 10, my mum thought it'd be nice if she cut it all off. So I looked like a boy anyway then. So I always had like very short, not great hair. So it was never my thing. It never really was like a huge thing. But then when it started falling out, then it was just worse. Well, because especially as a girl growing up, you know, you get up two hours early to do your hair and your makeup. Yeah. And a lot of girls invest a lot of time staring in that mirror before they go to school and then in the school uh, toilets yeah. every single break time. See, I was more of a tomboy, so I was never actually like that. I literally probably could have been a bloke until I was about 16 when I grew up. So it wasn't really, I wasn't some girly girl. Did you care then the way you looked? Not really, because I went to an all-girls... Well, yeah, well, I went to an all-girls prep school, and then when I went to my second school, it was mixed. So then I started caring a bit, like, getting highlights and wearing makeup and stuff. But I... Because I'd never had, like, thick, long hair. I didn't really know the difference. Yeah, well, that that, that completely is, makes sense. Mm. And therefore, if the way you look at yourself, if you're thinking hair is the most important thing and you don't care what you look like in terms of hair, then it, it's just another thing. Yeah. Whereas most people are like, right, I'm going to get it dyed... Three times a year, I'm going to go blonde in the summer and I'm going to go darker when it comes to Christmas. Yeah. But that wasn't the case for you. No. But it was... when. I, but then the older I got and the more I did start to care about the way I looked, then it, got, then it became more of a problem because then I was like, hang on, why does my hair not look like everyone else's? And stuff. Okay, so when you were 16, you first thought that you had alopecia. What was those first stages? So I was on... I didn't know it was alopecia. I was on holiday and... I'd got out of the shower and I was combing my hair and then I found this, when my hair was wet, it sort of went to the side and I suddenly saw this sort of like 2 p size bald bit at the front of my head and I was like, oh my God, what is that? And I thought I'd, I don't know, ripped it out or pulled it. And so then got back to England and went with my mum to the doctor and they said it was alopecia. And they were like, yeah, that's what happens. And I was like, how do you, I didn't know how you got it, but it turns out I got mine from going on the contraception pill because I just started doing, taking that like a month prior, I think. So literally taking a pill yeah. meant that your hair was falling out yeah. and that was literally your life over. It's just one of the over. side effects. Yeah. Which is such a... It's so uncommon. Like, I don't... People would never put those two together. I didn't know if it was stress or diet or... There are so many things it could have been. But yeah, I think the doctor did say it was the, the pill. And was it that early on that you actually realised it was the pill that Yeah, made so that I difference? came straight off it. And then my hair, it sort of it started to grow back. But then... I, I sort of still now, if I get really stressed, it, bits will come out also. Like, I'll get tiny little bald patches. And is that um, because of the pills still? No. Like the stress? Uh, or stress is literally linked to your hair as well? I think it's just stress. It's stress. So from when it started, now when I get stressed, it sort of triggers it. I think I haven't really... I haven't gone to really speak to anyone properly about it uh, anymore just because I sort of don't... I personally don't think there's a lot you can do about it. Like, if you've got it, you've got it. You can't... You I was going to say, so when you were 16 and you found that out and you went off the pill, did they? Did you not go, right, I'm going to go to yeah, the centre so, and grow it back? Yeah, so I went to a clinic called um, Philip Kingsley, which I did loads of different treatments, but because I was sort of like 16, 17, I didn't want to... I was trying to take my exams and I didn't want to be sitting in a hair salon three hours every other day to try and... Like, it was just a bit, a bit much um, to go and get it all done, so I sort of gave up doing that. Um... And what were they trying to do to you? So they put, they do an, they did an hour and a half long sort of like head massage where they rub treatments and stuff in, and then another one was where they do, they like sunburn the bald bit almost to stimulate the hair follicles. Um, I now looking back, I wish I'd sort of continued the whole course on to see if it had worked, but I sort of gave up after like two months. Do you think it would have worked, or was that a money maker? I don't know. I actually don't know. I never know with any of this stuff. Like, there's so many different ointments and stuff you could shove on but i just don't 
Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's a, it almost becomes a marketing tool. Like, I've yeah. got a receding hairline and I've got um, a massive bald patch all the way around my crown. And yeah. when I was going up and I went, okay. How old were you when it started? I think I was about 16 as well. Oh, really? And it wasn't the pill. I didn't take the pill. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was about 16 and it's hereditary. So it came from my ancestors. Yeah. That it's like that. And I went to the Belgravia Centre and people actually told me to get there. They were like, you know, pay two thousand pounds and we'll get you this treatment. I was like, oh, I don't know. So then I started taking these pills. And I took four pills a day, mm. and it cost about a grand for the year course. Did not make any difference really? at all. See, that's that's why I'm a bit like, it's not. Yeah, I just don't know the. I don't know. I just don't think there's a miracle cream you can no. rub on and you're going to wake up with loads of hair. I just don't think it's possible. Well, it's interesting for you. So for me, I've got a, there's a place in Essex I go to that yeah. I do laser lipo with, and they were like, "Well, look, what we want to do to you is tattoo your head." So they literally put the ink inside the head, and my head basically becomes an astroturf. So rather than having <laughs> all the hair, it literally is an astroturf with just. Lots of ink that's yeah. made to look like fake hair, but that's as a boy is fine because my hair's really short. But for you as a girl, I could just do that on the bottom half, and then no, for a girl, yeah, for a girl, it's I. Could, it's, I think it's both. For, for, it's not great for men or women, but for girls, there's something more. I don't know, un, un not unnatural about it, but un, I don't know. Well, it becomes kind of unfeminine, especially yeah. if you're looking at yourself and you're going to a party and you want to have your hair in a certain way because you're in a long dress or yeah. if you're going to the gym and you want it a different way. How did you look at yourself after that? Oh, I hated it. I'd wear, I wore hats for ages and I didn't... I just was like, I'm never going to be one of those fit girls. So I just sort of like... Yeah. And do you think know. you made it made you... Because in Chelsea... Yeah. P- people wear those big, long hats. I don't know what you call them. Fedoras. They look like sombreros, yeah? Yes. Those ones. <laughs> yeah. And I always think it's a bit kind of poncy and prestigious and it's like, it's not, and they'll wear it sitting down inside. Do you think people look to you in a different way, almost like in a rude way that you're wearing a hat indoors? Well, no, I wouldn't wear one of those hats. I'd wear like a beanie when I, this is pre-Made in Chelsea though. As in like to, to cover up my hair, I'd wear, I'd wear a beanie. I could look ridiculous if I wore one of those. Look like a yeah, bald man if I put one of those hats And did on. you feel feminine? Did you feel like no. Olivia who could go and get a guy? No. And so, I don't really think I ever have, which sounds really weird. Like, I don't ever think. But I don't know if that's also because my personality is quite, like, blokey. I'm not one of those sort of girly girls who ponces about and does whatever. And do you think that stems from the way you looked? Or do you think that's Yeah, I think different? I sort of built that up as, like, a not a facade, but... A barrier? Yeah, probably, actually. Think about it, probably, yeah. And why do you think that was? I don't know. Honestly, I just thought I'd never be, never be one of those girls that all the guys would go for. Purely down to the way that you look. Yeah, purely down to the way that I look. And did you make up for it with makeup? Did you overtly put makeup on to make yourself, to yourself, look attractive mm. because to compensate for not having the hair? I think I do now, yeah, for sure. More so. Oh, now. you do now? Yeah, more so now. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think honestly, if I, without my makeup and like my short hair, I think I look like a boy. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. If I didn't have boobs, I'd be screwed. But, um, yeah, I think that's what it is. And when you've had relationships with boys, have you been open about having alopecia? Well, so the, I've only had one real relationship about when I've since having it, which was Digby. But when I first had it, the boyfriend I was with then used to crack a few ropey jokes about it. And I remember being like, you absolute knob. Um, like he said something like, oh, I wouldn't have kids with you because they'd be bald and stuff like that, which I was like, oh, you're dumped. Um, 
So I didn't really, I never really spoke about it with anyone. That's what I was going to say, because the thing about the podcast, all about insecurities, is that most of these insecurities you've never spoken about before. Yeah. So for you growing up, when that is a massive issue, and you're surrounded by girls, although you're a bit of a tomboy, you still obviously had girlfriends. Yeah. Could you be open and say, this is what I'm experiencing? Or did you feel no. like you had to put that barrier up? No, and, and uh, I don't know if I was out of choice, or I just didn't see the point in talking about it. I don't know. I don't think I don't think at that age when I was like yeah like around eighteen I don't think other people really cared about other people's problems. That sounds really bad, but I just don't. I remember everyone was so like self absorbed then that all they cared about was yeah themselves, not really you know. And so I just sort of the only person who I really spoke to about it was my mom. And then when I dated Digby, he was really sweet about the whole thing. So when you started dating him, how long did it take you from that initial first date to actually say to him, "Look, this is also another side to me." I can't actually really remember. I think it was probably quite early on. But he said when we first met, he was like, he's always had a thing for girls with short hair. So it wasn't really like, he wasn't like, why do you have short hair? Because I think a lot of people ask me that. Like a lot of people on my Instagram, people go, why don't you grow your hair? I was like, I can't grow it. Like I can't grow it. I don't understand these people. Like, or when I started getting the wig, people were like, oh, her hair looks so much better down. As if I've been hiding that in a ponytail. Like I don't, yeah. So it was, and for a while I really liked the short, like, gaman look kind of thing. Um, now I'm a bit over it. And when was the first time you wore a wig? And how did that happen of, I'm going to go into a wig shop and actually buy a wig? So when I was, when I was, when I first got out of a when I was about, yeah, seven, 16, 17, I started wearing hair extensions and I had really dark brown hair and the hair extensions went down to like below my boobs. Um, which ultimately actually just made my hair way worse. I was going to say, does it not... Because they all say hair extensions actually ruin your hair because so it's pulling bad. your hair. Yeah, so I had these clip-in ones. I looked ridiculous, but... Um, so that's when I started wearing hair extensions. And then and then up until about 21, I cut it. And then I just cut it all off um, and went really short, blonde hair. Like Draco Malfoy. And went to Australia, actually. Just to escape. Just to escape. No, for my gap. And I'm not saying that. When I went, went travelling. There's nothing worse than someone who says gap year. <laughs> no, because they don't say gap year. They go, they gap go gap y'all. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then you joined Made in Chelsea. Then joined Made in Chelsea. And I... No, when I, yeah. So when I started, I sort of rocked the short head look for a while. But then the bleach and stress and everything was making it thinner and fall out, which is then when I decided to get a wig about a year ago. So I've done the show for four years. It's really hard doing a TV show, though, because, uh, how do I put it? It adds weight to you, not mm. you, but I've done TV and it makes me look so fat. I know, people meet me and they go, oh, I thought you were like six foot. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> it's Yeah. So it makes you look a, di- a different way. Do you become self-conscious then? Because you know about yourself. But mm. are you do you then get worried that the audience is going to start noticing a fault with you and then do you get trolled about it or... I think, yeah, let me just have a look, yeah. My head, the, the only thing I ever, no, when I first, people always used to say, oh, you should get lip fillers, which for about a split second I debated and then I was like, no, nah, that's ridiculous. Um, but so, yeah, and I think the people are very judgy on the way you look. Like, I used to get on, like, serious amounts of comments on my hair, being like, oh, Liv's got really crap hair, like this and that, and I'd be like, oh, you, as if you, as if, if only you knew. As a reality star, a lot of companies, brands, want to work with you for various campaigns. So yeah. did you ever get rejected by certain brands because of your hair? Or did you never see it like that? Uh, I've never actually thought about it, but I would have imagined brands would want to go with, for people who have thick, long hair. So I can't really... 
And how bad is that now that we're so judgmental on the way we look? Whereas, you know, you're one of the stars of Made in Chelsea. You, yeah. you know, you're a rating person. You know how to get a good storyline. You know how to get a good episode. You know what you're doing. Yeah. As a main cast member, you still might not be able to get those so, brand yeah. deals just because of the way you look. Yeah, but then I'm like, that brand's obviously not worth it. No, I um, I do, I'm not really too. Weirdly, actually, more so now after coming out about the alopecia stuff, I've had more. I've had a lot of hair brands, but more treatment ones and ones for thinning hair and all that sort of stuff, which are brands I'd much rather promote if they work, though. If they work, so like, I'm a big believer in. I know what it's like. There's a lot of real sales, and a lot of people want to make a lot of money, but I'm not going to sit there and sell something that doesn't work or that is. Do you know what I mean? Just for just for money, especially when it comes to hair, because it's something that's very personal to me. But you will sell like I don't know, like the chocolate syrups that all reality stars keep selling at the moment. <laughs> have a look at my Insta. Never have I sold one. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason for that. that Maybe Chelsea types people, uh, other reality shows. Um, when you decided that you actually wanted to come out and say, look. I want to talk about alopecia. Mm. What was going on in your mind that you wanted to make that into an actual, I suppose, storyline, but also just a part of your character? I think, so what happened was I I got this wig made and I was starting wearing it. And then I spoke to like a few friends and they were like, why though? And I think that's what sort of triggered me to actually start talking about it. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't ever something I was embarrassed about talking about, but it wasn't something I'd ever thought about talking about. Um, and also it was just not... I'm not very good at talking about like emotional, touching things. It's just not in my. I just get on with it really. Um, but I'm I'm really glad now that I did talk about it. Have you noticed what what's the reaction been like, especially from the young girls? I'm interested to know if there's been girls that have come forward to you. Oh and my gone, god, so many. This has happened to me. So many, and there are so many that actually went through the exact same thing that I did, as in like from the pill. And I think my bigger reason for doing it was to help younger people because I remember cry like honestly sitting in my room just crying my eyes out like I'd be in the shower I'd get out of the shower half my hair would be on the floor of the shower and just being like I just just not understanding and finding it so hard like I don't yeah I think when you're that when you're that age that's when everyone the only thing anyone cares about is the way you look when you're 16 no one cares if your chat's good or not like they don't and at school you're either known as the fit girl or that's like that is it and so for me I was like well I'm clearly not that and just yeah find it really hard but I don't I think it's sad that that's all that people care about at that age well you don't look at me and go she's got alopecia like I don't do you know what I mean like now if I and also the wig I wear it doesn't it's not an obvious wig so I don't but then I also feel like I don't need to tell anyone because I feel like everyone knows anyway you know but it's not something that affects me daily now I know I like I joke about the fact I wear a wig um you know I don't know. And going back to a contraceptive pill, what would your advice be? How do you know what the right pill is to take? So that, well, that I've taken one since then. That was 10 years ago. So I, I, I'm too scared to try anything. And so is that a worrying factor for you? Not being a contraception is, yeah, not ideal. But I don't want to be in a position where, you know, I'm on Made in Chelsea, I start taking another pill and all my hair falls out. That was Liv Bentley on Skidian Skirt. And look, she wears a beanie hat. That's absolutely fine. She wears other hats. That's absolutely fine. She could wear a wig. That's absolutely fine. We shouldn't judge someone by the way they look. They can't help that they do not have a full head of hair. Liv is so inspirational and one of the nicest people I've met. And I'm so excited to watch her on Celebs Go Dating because 
I've seen the way boys have treated her on Made in Chelsea, and it's not that nice. And I think she's put a lot of barriers up for herself. And I'm excited to see Paul C. Brunson, the god, and Anna, and Anna Williamson, the queen, to just remove some of those insecurities from her, remove some of those barriers so she can really love herself because I think she struggles to see how beautiful and amazing she actually is. So if you've liked what you've heard from Liv Bentley, please do like the podcast, please rate the podcast, please tell a friend, tell someone it's okay to not be okay and to listen to my podcast. And if you're suffering with alopecia and Liv's help with you, please let me know because that's the most important thing that I'm helping you and helping someone else. I've been Johnny Seifert. You've been listening to Secure the Insecure. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.